we'll get to episode 228 in just a moment. But before we do, I'd like to ask for your support of I Can See You. Whenever you need to make a purchase at Amazon.com, please use my affiliate link by going to ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. That'll take you right to the Amazon.com homepage. Shop as you normally do. Check out as you normally do. It doesn't cost you anything more, and I will earn a small commission on qualifying purchases. Again, that's ICan'tSeeYou.com slash Amazon. And remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U dot com slash Amazon. Thank you so much for your support. I really do appreciate it. From Studio B in Swarthmore, this is the I Can't See You podcast with David. It's like blind people for dummies. Hello there and welcome to episode 228 of I Can't See You. My name is David, at David Benj on all the socials. I really do appreciate you joining me for this episode. And as usual, I've got a few things to talk about and we're gonna lead off with Jaws. I made a pretty dumb statement in my last episode and it was a dumb statement that <laughs> that was from a dumb action. I said I was gonna use my Apple keyboard on my Windows computer. And as I was plugging it in, I'm like, wait a minute, there's no Windows key on here. And while I could probably take the time to look around (laughs) and figure out how to reprogram one of those keys down along the bottom near the space bar, whether it was the option or the one of those others down there, I thought, you know what, it's not worth it. And Liz looked around to make sure we didn't have any other Windows keyboards in the house. And Jacob had a Windows computer about a year ago. And sure enough, we were able to find a Windows keyboard, so I am good to go there. That being said, I haven't really, <laughs> haven't really used it very much here because I've been so busy with a few things, one being the NFB of Pennsylvania website. We've had some meetings. We've had a couple other things going on. We had an episode of White Canes Connect, which I'll touch on a little bit later, as well as Just Listen, because it's a very fascinating episode that we did about beep baseball, and it's baseball for blind folks. And yes, they play in the field, and they hit a ball that's pitched to them and everything else. So I'll get into that in a little bit. But the first thing, after talking about JAWS, I've been working on a couple of websites, and my goal is to learn enough on JAWS, and I haven't tried yet to go into WordPress using JAWS, but I'm trying to get to that level where I can at least do blog posts and pages and change some things around, but I haven't gotten there yet. I had tried the other day at CBVI in Chester, but I couldn't remember any of the passwords to log into some of the sites that I either started to work on and stopped or once upon a time were starting to work on for a client and then they decided they didn't want to do it. So I haven't done that yet and I'm interested to see how that'll all go down. If I can get that down, it'll make me very happy because that means I'll be able to do a lot of things when I'm not sitting down here in Studio B. I'll be able to work on it whether I'm upstairs on the main level of the house with Ziggy when he's just laying around on the couch or on the floor or hanging his head out the window, (laughs) or I'm traveling 
and, and let's face it, anymore, the only reason I travel is for NFB-related things for the most part. I did go to Laugh for Sight last year. That was, well, it was blindness-related. It was not NFB-related. The other thing I hope to do once I get somewhat proficient, and, and it'll take me a while to get very proficient at JAWS, will be to, like I mentioned before, get Reaper and start to record and edit on the Windows machine. Now, I was talking to my friend Brian Fischler last week. I've talked to him a few times over the last week or so, and I'll get into that. That's another bullet point here on my list. But we were talking, and he said, you know, I fired up my Windows computer, and then I all of, all of a sudden started having issues with it. And he said, that's why I left Windows years ago, because there was always some sort of issue. The other day when I was at CBVI, I'm working on something, and of course I couldn't remember the keystrokes to do something, and, and the instructor, Johnny Lynn, said to me, oh, you just push this and this. And I said, yeah, that's what I pushed, but it didn't sound like it was working right. Did it sound right to you? And she said, no. And so I did it again, and she said, are you hitting this and that? And I said, yep. And then she hit it, and it said the same thing. And she said, boy, that's weird. And I started laughing. I said, nope, not for me, it's not. <laughs> so there's always some sort of issue, whether you're on the Mac or you're on the Windows machine, there's always something that's not going to function right because of a screen reader issue. It happens on our phones. It happens everywhere. Just like when you're doing something on your own computer or you're doing a WordPress website and you've got a plugin that just messes with everything else. And that's happened twice in the last month or so for me. One on the NFB of Pennsylvania site, one on Flight for Sight, which I've had two people look at plus myself and none of us could figure out what's going on. Sometimes something works and sometimes it doesn't. It's just very weird. I'll tell you one thing that I love about using JAWS has been the first thing I do when I sit down, when I get to CBVI, I put the screen curtain on because I can't see the screen and the only thing that is coming off of it to me is glare, which is just a killer. And it also makes me not try and strain to see, oh, is am I doing this the right way? Can I see? Because one thing, occasionally, depending on what kind of page I'm working on, I could see, for example, when I have to highlight a word, which is, in, in this case, would be <laughs> shift and control and numpad number six with the numpad turned off, of course, and that will highlight the word. So on the screen, I could tell that there is a difference that a, something is highlighted. I can, I can see that. I can't tell you what it is. I mean, I know what it is because JAWS has read it to me. But it is so nice to not strain my eyes trying to look at a screen and trying to see something and take me – that might take me a, a minute or two to figure out what it says or where I'm at or whatever. I don't even have to worry about that. And it's just – it's just so much easier for me to not have to do that. And I think that's why I like editing the audio so much because I don't have to look at the screen. I don't have to try my reading glasses or my super duper heavy duty reading glasses that I got from a low vision specialist about, uh, specialist about a decade to 15 years ago that I can't use to read the screen. But if I really need to try and see something on my computer, for example, today, I was trying to use Apple Maps, and I could not get out of 
a specific location. So I had to shut voiceover off and then drag my finger around to where I think I needed to be and then turn it back on to see. Apple Maps is somewhat accessible. Google Maps, the last time I tried it, is not. So I was able to do it today, and that's how I did it with the high-end, heavy-duty, super-duper reading glasses that are, I, I don't even remember what they are. They're not something you can go over to CVS or Rite Aid or whatever and purchase them. You've got to go to a low-vision specialist or a place that deals in, again, I don't remember what the magnification was. It's crazy. And surprisingly, they're not that thick. I, I don't quite get it, but they work, and I use them on occasion. As my vision has deteriorated over the last 10 or 15 years, I use them less and less, but today they helped, and I was glad I had them. Again, not that I could read what I was looking at on the screen, but I saw enough to know where there was a landmark on the map that I thought that's where I needed to be, and I turned voiceover back on, and I was in that ballpark, so it worked out. But it is refreshing, and it's just disappointing. In When I learned JAWS in the past, about nine years ago, it wasn't an all-in-one computer. It was monitor and a desktop, a tower. Now they got these all-in-ones, so back in the day, I just shut the monitor off, which was nice. Today, you have to put a screen curtain on because obviously if you shut the monitor off, <laughs> you're shutting the whole thing off. And just like on your phone, when you put a screen curtain on, that doesn't save any juice. It's putting a black box in front of what's on the screen. So the, the screen is still on. It's just showing you a black box. I originally, when I first started using the screen curtain on my phone, thought, oh, it's going to save the battery. It won't go bad as fast. And then I later found out, no, it's just putting a big black box over <laughs> over your screen. It's not shutting it off. And I've since just turned my screen brightness down quite a bit to also try and save the battery a little. I mentioned doing some websites, and one that I can tell you, and I've told you in the past that I've been working on, is the NFB of Pennsylvania new website. And I've run into some problems along the way, and it, it's kind of frustrating and one of the things that I realized, I asked a friend for help over the last week or so, and she confirmed, when you have hosting from certain companies, they add, and you do a WordPress install, they add some plugins to the WordPress install. Some are okay, some are not needed, and some kind of mess with other things that you're doing. And that was the case with the NFB of Pennsylvania site they added a couple of builders, page builders, that just messed with everything. Just by going into it, going in on the back end, going into, for example, the header, there's a Donate Today button. And just by clicking on it to try and add the URL that the page would, you, you would get taken to if you click on the Donate Today button, which is a link to PayPal, it completely messed up the button and the header. And twice I had to, I couldn't undo it because I had to hit save to hit the preview button to see what it looked like. And I had to redo the header twice. I redid the footer twice for a similar reason. And that just made me angry. And today uh, my friend said to me, 
it's probably best to just take those two plugins off, shut them down, and then delete them. And I said, okay, go ahead. If you have a minute, go ahead and do it. Otherwise, I can do it tonight. So they are gone, and hopefully that'll make things a little bit easier. But I'm working on a couple of other projects. One, and I can't mention the, the website yet. Once, once we get further along, I'll start to promote it like I did Flight for Sight. But I needed some help, and I use, on occasion, some offshore developers. There has been a guy, his name is James, he has been trying for years to get us to use their services. And finally, he called me about a month ago, and he said, hey, when you have something new, let me know. And I thought, you know what, I have a project. I don't need him to do the whole site. Let me try them on this. It's small. There's only a few things I need them to do. It should only cost a couple hundred bucks. So when I finally agreed on the price, there were a few hoops to jump through. And this was just unreal. The first place I had to pay where I had to send money, I had to go and sign up for an account at this one place and give all this information. And then I had to give all their information, and they sent a list of their information that I may or may not be asked. But they abbreviated a few things. For example, account, they abbreviated A slash C. And I said, is that account? What does that mean? And then they had sent a couple other things that weren't asked for, so I wasn't sure if I ever had the correct things to go in the correct fields. So after about an hour, I said, you know what? I don't have time to do this now. I have other things going on. I messaged him and I said, can't you just send me a link so that I could click it and pay? So he sent me another thing. And it was closer to a link where I could click and pay. But when I tried to use the link and the price was all set up and I clicked the link and it said, sign in with PayPal, kind of like when you sign in with Google or sign in with Facebook. So when I signed in with PayPal to my PayPal account, which is a business account, I got a message, it can't be a business account. I'm like, okay, that's weird, but okay. And I get it because of the fees and whatnot. Liz has a PayPal account, which I think the only thing we put on there is a credit card. I don't think we attached it to any bank account. So when I tried to use that, it didn't work. And I'm like, are you kidding? I've wasted all this time. I probably wasted about two hours trying to just pay. And had I been confident in my skills, I probably could have gotten done a quarter to a half of what I was asking this company to do for me. I messaged them back. I said, it's not working. I can't do it. I'm done. He says, don't worry, we have somebody working on your stuff already, and I'll send you, uh, you know, just try over the weekend. Okay? I tried over the weekend, still no go. I didn't even bother contacting him again. On Tuesday, he sent me a link that said, here, just click this and pay. I clicked the link. I put my information in. I put my Amex card in. Please choose another card. We don't take that one. It didn't say it exactly that way. (laughs) And I don't have any other cards memorized. So 
it said something about a debit card. So I said, okay, I'll use my TD debit card. I couldn't see it, of course. And because of the the glare or the shininess of the numbers, they're in like a silver on a, I think it's a green background. I couldn't read it. I couldn't read it with seeing AI. I couldn't read it with Envision. So I called my own personal Ira, which is Jane, because she's the only one that I knew who was up at that hour, because at this point now it's one or two in the morning. And I said, Janie, can you read this for me? I FaceTimed her. And she was able to read the numbers. I plugged it in. It didn't work. I thought, are you kidding me? Let me try it again. I read it back to her. Didn't work. I then punched in my Visa card. Also didn't work. I said, you know what? That's it. I've just wasted so much time trying to do this. And I went to somebody else that we use at other times. And uh, what has what was needed there has been done. So I'm excited about that, but I just couldn't believe this company tried so hard to get me. I, again, for years, it's got to be four or five years I've been talking to this guy, James. And he's a very nice guy, and I don't understand <laughs> the hours that they work because they are in India. And I've talked to this guy at five in the afternoon. I've talked to this guy at 8.30 at night. 8.30 at night, it's almost time to wake up uh, over there. It's nine and a half hours difference. And I just can't believe that. But I also can't believe that what if they had done the job for me and I really liked the process and I really liked everything by them not using something easy like PayPal, then... They've, they've lost I – don't, I don't know what they could have lost it. And that's one of the things I want to do. I wanna, I've, I've been trying to scale and do more with digital graphics stuff. I'm doing some affiliate sites there, but I want to get some customers. I want to kind of take the pressure off of Liz not having to go back to Walden if she doesn't want to. And it, at this point, it doesn't look like she's going back there. But if we can bring in enough money there where we can work in that, and we've got a couple other things going on that, that she's going to try. Although somebody said that she should try. <laughs> she, should, uh, she baked some uh, tiramisu cupcakes for her friend Barb for her birthday. And somebody said, I want to go into business with you with your baking business. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's a good idea. It's always very good for us because we get to sample the, sample the goods. In fact, I have to take some things out of the fridge for her before I go to bed so they're at room temperature by the time she wakes up so she can make some cookies for somebody else's birthday at Walden today. And that's the other good thing. While she's working at Walden, it kind of cures that itch to bake and doesn't leave a whole bunch of sweets around for us to eat because when she wasn't at Walden – and she would make a batch of cookies, and we had 50 cookies or 40 cookies. Obviously, we put a little weight on. <laughs> so it just, it's just funny to me that the short-sightedness, and, and this really isn't a vision-related <laughs> vision segment, but the short-sightedness of this company could cost them hundreds or thousands of dollars in revenue that they're losing because – and I can't be the only one. Maybe I am the only one. Maybe, the, maybe it is a vision thing for plugging, on, plugging in all the information to do their, the, their chosen way of paying. Had I done it that way, maybe 
I could, if I could see better, maybe it would have worked out. If the screen reader worked better, maybe it would have worked out. Whatever. But they've lost me forever because I can't pay them. And obviously, they're not going to do the work for free. So I mentioned my friend Brian Fischler, and we've been talking a few times over the last over the last ten days to two weeks for a couple of reasons. Some were just, "Hey, what's happening?" and "What's going on?" And then on Monday, I get a text from him, and it says, "DVR." NBC Nightly News tonight, my segment's going to run. And he had told me a couple of weeks back that he was on, they were doing a segment on Be My Eyes and their virtual volunteer, which is using OpenAI to tell you what's going on and tell you what you're looking at. And they picked Brian. Brian's been beta testing it. I wish I could get my hands on that because it sounds awesome. And I'll get into that in a minute. And the one of the main guys from Be My Eyes went to New York to also be in the segment. The segment was two minutes and 46 seconds or thereabouts. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. And it was Brian using Be My Eyes virtual volunteer and doing things like at the drugstore, reading a menu, or uh, looking into his fridge. And this is funny because he told me Back when he originally told me about the segment, he said they put a GoPro in my fridge. <laughs> and when they had that segment, and when I watched it, the, the GoPro was probably used about four or five seconds tops. And I thought, okay, that's a piece of equipment that I guess came in handy, but what a short amount of time they used this. It also kind of validated that using a GoPro to do normal things, meaning not action sports, jumping out of a plane, water skiing, whatever, people use it for that. And I've wanted to use that. And I talked to Sam Seavey from The Blind Life when he was on White Canes Connect with Lisa and I. He said, they're not the greatest as far as reliability goes, but they have tactile buttons. And they also do voice commands for 10 or 12 different things. One is recording. And the fact that they used it on NBC Nightly News proves that it's, it's a mainstream option. But it was funny. Basically, Brian's fridge door opens. He, you see him looking in. <laughs> and then he takes a picture of what's in his fridge. Now, the cool thing about Be My Eyes and their virtual volunteer, you take a picture of what's in your fridge. It'll tell you what's in there. And then you could say, what can I make with that? And it'll give you a recipe. And I may have talked about this app before. For example, you could be at a restaurant and looking at having it read everything to you that's there. And then you say, what are the chicken dishes again? And it will read all the chicken dishes or tell you all the chicken dishes. It's just very cool. It just sounds very cool. And the one thing to me, besides all that, that sounded awesome Let's say you're traveling and you're in a non-English speaking, if you're an English speaker, you're in a non-English speaking country and you don't know that language. And you want to get from point A to point B. So you're in a train station, a subway station, whatever, and you need to know what route you have to travel to get to wherever you want to go. 
take a picture of it and it will translate anything that's on there into English or whatever the language is you want, I'm assuming, and tell you how to go. Uh, it just sounds awesome. And I'm, I'm hoping at some point that I, I get to use the beta version of that. And, uh, or I hope that it become, it goes live. Uh, it is a free app and there's just something alluring about that over something like the regular volunteers at Be My Eyes or Ira. And the difference between the two, both use live people other than when they're, other than when Be My Eyes uses the virtual volunteer. But Ira, the folks are bonded, they're trained, and you would feel, or I would feel at least, more comfortable if I had to read a bank statement or a credit card statement with all my information there, I would feel more comfortable. Whereas on Be My Eyes, they're using, for the most part, are using volunteers. You could sign up. Anybody could sign up at Be My Eyes to help folks out and you log on when you want and you get a call and you could help somebody set their thermostat. I would certainly use it for that. Or you need to know even where the thermostat is in the hotel room or you need the password for your Wi-Fi router. That gets to a little bit of a gray area and I've used Ira for that in the past when I couldn't read it and everybody was sleeping. (laughs) I couldn't phone a friend. So it just sounds so awesome. And as everybody's been saying, that data is going somewhere. When you're taking a picture of your bank statement or whatever with this virtual volunteer, that data is going somewhere. Somebody else could see it, I'm sure. And everybody agrees there. But I don't think it's less secure than having a human volunteer take a look at it and wonder what they might do with it. Anything is possible at at this point. And maybe it wouldn't hurt to have uh, somebody look at your bank statement and knock your great credit down a little bit because I don't know if you've heard, (laughs) if you have great credit, you're going to pay higher with mortgage rates and fees because you're going to be subsidizing the folks that have worse credit which of course makes no sense and doesn't incentivize having a good credit rating when you got to pay more for something. That's the whole reason to have good credit so you don't pay more. That's another story and I'm not going to not going to go on with that. But it's very cool that Brian was on NBC Nightly News. It was a great piece and things that you could use the Be My Eyes virtual volunteer for and I hope that it either goes live soon or I could be a beta tester for it. While we're talking about apps, Johnny Lynn from CBVI told me about one to help cross the street, to tell you when the robot is red or white. And by robot, I mean the walk, don't walk sign. And it's called OKO. That's O-K-O, three letters, (laughs) that's all. And basically, when you get to an intersection, you point the phone across the way, and it will beep and tell you when it's safe to cross or at least when the robot is the color you need it to be, white if you want to cross or red if you don't want to cross and you just want to stand there on the corner. (laughs) But I have a Keystone meeting in a couple of weeks. And as I mentioned before, there is a crosswalk at, I think it's called Convention Avenue. And this street is not heavily traveled. So you can't just stay there and listen for the traffic because – 
if cars are stopped, you can't hear them, especially if they're electric. If they're stopped, you may not hear them because of the, the, the intersection is fairly spread out. So there might be not be anybody on the one side that I'm on, but they're down far enough on the other side that you don't necessarily hear them. So I can't wait to try it there because that's one thing that I always am leery about crossing the street. And I cross it often because it's going from the train station to the Penn Museum. And I'm always, it, it's always a crapshoot when I, when I cross there because I can't see the light. I can't see the hand or the robot to walk or don't walk. And I'm not necessarily sure that it's always safe to go. But when it sounds good to me, usually I just go and hope for the best. And knock wood, it's worked out okay <laughs> so far. But I'm interested in trying that app out. Briefly before we get into what's coming up on White Canes Connect, we had a meeting tonight for the what's been dubbed the Vision Council, and it's basically a bunch of blind people helping <laughs> helping places that want to help blind and visually impaired people have an enjoyable visit to their museum or their venue. And we've been working with the Museum of the American Revolution, and I I touched on this a month or two ago. They've gotten some audio description done for some of their films, and they've also used the same person to do some navigation going from one gallery to another for the Museum of the American Revolution, which is all obviously from the Revolutionary War era. There's all sorts of paintings and muskets and all sorts of things. And it's a very cool place. And they are very, very interested in helping blind and visually impaired folks and other disabled folks have an enjoyable visit and I'm so happy to help when somebody's interested like that, not like the Philadelphia Zoo. Well, they redid. They No one was really happy <laughs> with the audio description of the navigation and of the movies for that matter. And I guess they're going to redo them as well. But today we worked on the navigation. And the girl who did it, her name is Nicole. It was a million times better. As I mentioned before... It was like she was talking about something. It's par four. Wind is from the east to the west at nine. Let's see what he uses. That's how she was doing audio description. Like she was narrating golf. And we later found out after listening to that, she does, <laughs> she does theater. And in some of the theaters, she does the audio description for there's not a set-aside sound booth for her. So she's whispering so the whole theater audience doesn't hear her. And that was why she was doing it that way. It's kind of funny that that was the reasoning. But it was a million times better. It sounded great. Her voice isn't that great, but it sounded great. It sounded so much better than it was that it's much more usable now and much more easily listened to than... It was previously. So I'm excited for that. And hopefully more museums will jump on board with that and other places as well. Uh, It'll just make things a lot easier. So I'm looking forward to that. We have another meeting in a couple of weeks for that. And hopefully that'll be up and running soon at the Museum of the American Revolution at 3rd and Chestnut Street in Philadelphia. Now, before we get to Just Listen, I wanted to mention White Canes Connect episode 070 
we had John Margis and Scott Hogwood on, and they are from the Philadelphia Fire, which is a team in the National Beep Baseball Association. And they talk all about the sport. They talk about other blind sports as well. But they talk mostly about beep baseball and what it is, how you play it. And coming up and just listen, you'll hear how you play it and how everything goes down with that. But it was a really great conversation that we had with them. And Lisa even said after we got done recording and we did the intro and the outro, she said she really felt great about that episode because it was very upbeat, very positive. These two guys are very excited about it, and it just sounded like a lot of fun. And my wrists were killing me as I'm thinking about holding a bat and swinging a bat, but I def- I want to try it. And it just so happens that coming up on July 1st, there is a tournament in Norwood, which is their home field, and there are eight teams total in the tournament. It's a one leg of a two leg. The first leg is here. A couple weeks later, they go up to Boston and they play there. Before that, they're going to play in a tournament in Indianapolis. And later in the summer, there is the Beep Baseball World Series. Everybody gets ranked. And then they, that's how they do the seedings. And it is in, this year it's in Norman, Oklahoma. I'll have a link to the show, obviously, in the show notes, but that is Scott Hogwood and John Margist from the Philadelphia Fire on White Canes Connect, episode 070. And as I mentioned, they explained beat baseball, and they did such a good job. I thought that would be a very cool just listen, because while I knew a little about it, I didn't know everything that they mentioned, and it's just very cool. Everyone wears a... Lack, for lack of a better word, blindfold, whether it's a sleep shade type of thing. I, I'm not 100% sure, but everybody wears that because some people, even though they're quote-unquote blind, have a little more vision than others, as I've mentioned a million times here. So they talk about how the bases are set up, and there's only a first and a third base, <laughs> and it gets a little tricky sometimes. And there are three outs in an inning, but the outs are a little bit different. So here is Scott Hogwood and John Marges talking about Beep Baseball in this week's Just Listen. Uh, Beep Baseball is a a modified uh, game of baseball for people who are visually impaired and blind. Um, It's made up of their their co-ed teams. Um, They range from the ages of, I think, the youngest guy that's actually played in the World Series actually played on on one of our teams his uh i think he was 12 at the time and i think one of one of the oldest gentlemen that's still out there playing is 63 um so it it ranges from whenever you can pick up a bat to whenever you can't pick up a bat anymore your pitcher and your catcher are sighted they're on your team unlike regular baseball um typically you know the pitcher's job when you think of baseball and softball is to strike you out but this is totally opposite their job is to hit your bat um the pitcher and the catcher use a cadence that you eventually you know you practice and you get the timing down they use a cadence and they say set ready pitch and and we 
we practice every week about three, three or four hours. And we, um, you know, we get the body memory and the cadence and the, and the practice down to start ripping the ball. And uh, there's six starters on a team um, on the field at one time. Um, there's four volunteers that are on the field at one time. You have two spotters that are in the field and, and you have your two sighted uh, pitcher and catcher. Um, and the two spotters are also sighted and defensively, um, the field is broken into zones and each zone is numbered, um, Teams do it different ways all over the country. Um, the Philly Fire, we we do a one through six where your one zones are on the outside closer to the bases, and the six is straight up the middle. Um, each defensive player is in a different zone, a different area. When the ball's hit, uh, one of the spotters, uh, whether it's left field spotter or right field spotter, will call one number. Um, they'll kind of get you going in the right direction. Your job is to listen for the beeping ball and get possession of the ball before the runner gets to the base. If you do, it's an out. If the runner gets to the base before uh, the fielder gets possession of the ball, it's a run. The beep baseball itself has a beeping sound and the bases have a buzzing sound. There's a first base and there's a third base. There's no second base. And when the when the pitcher says set ready pitch, one of those two bases will start buzzing. You don't know which one it's going to be until you you make contact with the ball. That was actually one of the hardest things that I had to get used to because you get up there and you you've played regular ball before and your 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 instincts just tell you to run the first base, and so you start running the first base, and then you realize. Oh no, third base is beeping. So you got to stop where you're going and then head to third. And the bases are made up of about a three foot pylon, like almost like a, a tackle dummy in football. So we get to go down there and just hit it as hard as we want to hit it and tackle it. Is there anything I'm missing there, John? So the spotters in the field, um, they can all they can say is that one number. They can't say, John, the ball's to your right, John, the ball's to your left, but the the defense can communicate with each other, and that's really important. So we do that. If a ball goes by me on the left, I'll say, Scott, by me left, as I hear it going by me. So the defenders can say whatever they want whenever, but those sighted, those sighted spotters can only say one number, and that's it. That's the only thing they can say out there. So I'm looking forward to when that tournament is in Norwood on July 1st. I do plan to go over there. I mean, there's still an outside chance I go to Houston for the NFB National Convention. That's pretty unlikely, but I might. And if I do, then obviously I won't go to Norwood. But I am definitely interested in trying that because I, I just wonder if I could hit it. I, it reminded me when they were talking about the ball and how it beeps. When I had eye surgery when I was in 10th grade in 1980, I had a video game. It was a baseball game. I, I want to say it was by Coleco. I know I've talked to somebody about it. And it made a sound that when a pitch was thrown, if it was a fastball, beep, 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 beep. If it was a curveball, it would make a, a beeping sound, but a little bit different. And I asked my mom to bring that in so I could play that while I was sitting there. Of course, if I hit the ball, I couldn't tell what was going on, but at least I could sit there and hit the ball. And I couldn't tell what the score was or any of that. 
but I, at least I had fun while I was sitting there. It was before, of course, audio description or, <laughs> or in some cases, I, I'm not even sure we had cable TV then in 1980. I guess we did. But it reminded me of that. So check out episode 070 of White Canes Connect. It is available now. So I'd be interested to know if you think you could hit a ball if you had a blindfold on, whether you're sighted or visually impaired or blind. Let me know. Please reach out at David Benj on all the socials, D-A-V-I-D-B-E-N-J, and that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube, where you can also listen to the podcast. You can also reach out via email, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com, I can't see you podcast at gmail.com. Of course, the best way would be for you to call in, and that number is 646-926-6350. You've got up to three minutes. Please leave your name in town if you do leave a voicemail, which I will more than likely play on an upcoming episode of the podcast, unless the audio quality is pretty bad. But otherwise, I think I'd put it on. So please, again, reach out, 646-926-6350. If you think you could hit a ball while blindfolded and just listening, and of course, the pitcher is on your team, if you didn't get that from Just Listen. So he's trying to help you out and trying to serve you up a big juicy one so you can smash it. But let me know, 646-926-6350. As always, show notes are available over on the website, ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 228. That is ICan'tSeeYou.com slash 228. Remember, I Can't See You sounds like a whole sentence, but it's only seven characters long. I-C-A-N-T-C-U.com slash 228. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Can't See You. I really do appreciate it. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to the I Can't See You podcast with David. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends.